Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
We lift up the name of Jesus this morning. And I just invite you to see Jesus in all that you do. See Jesus. See him on the cross giving up his life for you. See him risen with all power as we partake of this prophetic act. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Yes, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread... And drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, glory to your name. Amen. Amen. Headlines, I want to um, take, a, take a moment. And... Uh, Started out this morning. I I was uh I I guess like you. Right now we're going through a lot of um, change. You won't believe how hard it has been, and going through the process of shutting down, restoring the healing home to move. Uh, There's so many things going on through this ministry. We got some church planners out, some young missionaries. Um, I don't know if you knew it or not, but uh, Jessalyn White, has moved from Atlanta to Sugarland, Texas, which I believe is right outside of Houston, and we plan to work there. So getting those papers established as a foreign corporation in Houston, all of this was in God's I mean, in Texas, we're registered in the whole state of Texas. So we can minister in every state in Texas. Um, Jesus Believers Church. We plant a work there where I can come down to the Houston area maybe once every couple months, but, but... Legitimately, I can say we're there. And uh, Brother uh, 
Brother Minister Jesslyn, can you call over to the blog this morning? Uh, can you call over to the blog this morning? Oh, that's five miles from you. Praise God. Jesslyn, can you call over to the blog this morning? Okay, and um, all this was going on as well while all everything else was going on. And um, he he is going to be starting up uh, Bible study. So you can't I can't tell everything over this chain line after it's done. Cause truly, I got some enemies on this line called witches. And uh, I know they can't stop anything. How many of you know you get tired of unnecessary battles sometimes? Get tired of these witches. But not tired to the point I'm going to quit, but how you exercise wisdom? Amen? So they're already there. He sent them off about uh, three weeks ago with God. And um, so that work, that work is already in progress. So looks like Houston is it. And um, some fine people, well, we're not in Houston, we're in Sugar Land. Jesus believers got feet on the ground. So now there's some there's some building that has to take place and um some other things, but but they're there. Okay, great. And God is blessing. Minister Jesslyn, your mic is open. I would like you to greet the chair line this morning from Sugarland. Good morning, Ted Lund. Good morning, Ted Lund family. Praise the Lord. Good morning, Dr. Erica. It's a beautiful day, beautiful morning to be alive in Jesus. Yeah. From Sugarland, Texas, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, so um, since you've been there, I know you. You know, I know. I I know the inner mechanisms of what's happening, but. You have even already found a place to could minister in, and it's a church, right? Yeah. So let's give us give us a report from Sugarland. Well, <laughs> God is in the moving process. He's in the blessing business, and I see that. I've, I've seen it since my feet touched the ground. Getting to this place. When you're in that destined place, things move and they move rapidly. And doors open up and the ground welcomes you and the people welcome you. The environment welcomes you in spite of all the opposition. And uh, so right now, we're in the plan of, in the process of starting up a, a Bible study. You know, as far as the world, the, the government says you can only have 10 or less. We'll mm-hmm. start out with the few that we have and we'll grow from there. And that's what uh, 
me and the other missionaries with, along with me, uh, we're in the process of doing right now. And uh, that that's just that's where God has us in this present moment. Um, because as now, you know, and, as you all know, right? Go ahead, Dr. Erica. Well, look, I want to say this because he, the Holy Spirit just said, well, if somebody think that he went to where his hometown was, uh, where your hometown is where? Where were you born? My hometown, Tallahassee, Florida. <laughs> How did you get to Sugarland? They need to know. I got to Sugarland by way of the Holy Spirit because I moved to Sugarland from Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia was my wilderness. That's the place where God sent me to place me on the backside of the mountain to groom me, to prepare me before he sent me out on this mission. Because Atlanta was a mission itself, but this is an even greater mission. This is a faith move. Mm -hmm. God said, go in the midst of the coronavirus, in in the Mm -hmm. midst of uh, worldwide chaos. He said, get up and move. And it was nothing but faith that we moved on. And it's and because we moved in faith and still living by faith, everything is happening by faith. So that's the expectation that we have. Mm-hmm. Well, I just wanted, it was time for the deadline to know. Until, you know, until we have addresses to give them and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. You are our first mission. And I don't think it's strange that it's Texas because this ministry has had a lot of help from Texas. A lot more help from Texas than any other state in the United States. And I mean, I don't mean just right now. I mean, from from, from the time I started this ministry, God has always sent me support from Texas. And the peculiar thing is, I always said, I do not, what I tell you, I don't like Texas. I, do, I did not like Texas. But I don't say that anymore. And the reason I didn't like Texas is just to get hot in Texas. <laughs> I felt heat like I had never felt before in my life. It was hotter in Texas than it was in Florida. So I always had this thing in my mind, not Texas, Lord, not Texas. It's too hot in Texas. Well, you know what God let me know? It's hotter than that in hell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's hotter than that in hell. He said, I'm going to bless you out of Texas. And uh, I, I might say it to one of my close, close friends, but I don't say it to but I don't say it anymore. Because the thing you think that it's not going to be, or you make those kind of statements, you better shut up and look around because God got something for you. And you don't have to like it. All you can do is obey him. Yeah. So this That's morning, right. officially, I am making it public that we have a work in Texas, and it Amen. is already done. And you all Thank left you. out of here with a truck and the car up on the trailer. Up. Mm-hmm. 
pulling yes, the car. Yes, ma'am, we did. Yes, ma'am, we did. And you didn't even sleep in route. You you left Atlanta and drove mm-hmm. straight to the Texas. She did. She did. She did. And 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 it has been by faith and faith alone every step of the way. Every step of the so, way. Yes, God. I did my part preparing the paperwork so that when you got and, there, everything would already be legal. Go ahead. No, I said, yeah, you did your part. You pushed us on, too. <laughs> well, you you did the biggest part. You, you gave us that kick and that push. <laughs> well, that I will never forget. Hmm? <laughs> and what happened? You're there. We're here. And you blessed. You did. And we're blessed. I I will never forget that. I will never forget that in my life. She kicked us and pushed us. <laughs> Okay. 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 Praise okay. the Lord. Praise the Lord. So Praise I just wanted Lord. you to I just wanted you to give that report. I want the chairman to know that um it, it, it doesn't matter what you say out your mouth. Mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. is a faith God. God blesses and honors action. Yes, action. You wanna know where a person is really coming from? Watch what they do. It ain't so much what they say. Watch what they do or Amen. don't do or don't do. Then you're going to know the real person. That's you true. See, Amen. In Christ, and, and that leads into what, what I'm going into this morning. Amen. It faith and works. Show me your faith by your works. That's what the Bible says. Amen. So this morning, Pastor Michael Lawson's father, as I told you all, at the same time, you, you, you can't, yes, we praying for him as a family, and at the same time, we had already made steps of progression, uh, productivity, and, um, and doing what we said we were going to do, go to Texas. I, I don't think anybody really believed me, uh, Mr. Jessler. I don't think they really believed me when I when I said it. Oh, I believe you. I, I knew it to be so. It was already done. When it came out your mouth, it was already done. Yeah. It was established. Yeah. Praise God. So when you when you pray in time, all I want you to pray. Remember, if, if to pray for for this ministry is easy. You just pray, Thy will be done, God, yes, on yes. earth yes, yes. as in heaven. If you ever want to pray anything for me, this ministry, or, or anybody involved with this ministry, that's the way I'd like for you to pray. Thy will be done on earth Amen. as it is in heaven. This is the first U.S. mission. The first mission was actually, I got a, I got a notice here, was a Paraguay. But I really can't even say that because my first mission, believe it or not, um, 
after coming back off the foreign mission field was um, New Zealand. I took a minister to ministers in New Zealand for about a year and a half or two years. New Zealand, no, I'm wrong again. Because, well, <laughs> Jamaica was first in New Zealand, in Paraguay. But I never, uh, and, and, and officially, officially, legally, this is the, the first work in the United States of America, which God brought me back from the foreign mission field. He said he was going to make me a, 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 a missionary to right here in the U.S. of A. So praise God, that's my report. Anything else you want to report? I just want to report that when you're in that place that God sends you, he's always there. In spite of the opposition, he's always there. Amen. And I have seen that. We both have seen that, and we're both witnesses of that. And I just want to encourage everyone with that word this morning. When wherever he sends you, where he leads you, he will feed you. Where he guides you, he will always provide for you. Amen. And I just want to bless everyone on the line this morning. Thank you, Dr. Erica. All right. Praise God. You know, God's come out in twos. And, and uh, uh, Mr. Jesslyn has a, 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 another minister with him. And um, I'm happy about that. A young, a younger, younger him even. So God did send them out in twos, just like God does. Amen. Praise God. Amen. What I wanted, what the Lord was, um, was this <clears throat> this morning. And I think I finished. I, I don't know if I got. You're going to have to kind of listen to this one. But I want you to listen to the, the title of what I've got to say is this. And and then I remember this song. I hadn't heard them in a long time. But I want to tell you and I want to reassure you of something this morning. And that is that Jesus has time for you. Did you hear me? Can you post that in the chat room? Jesus has time for you. Can a couple people post that for me? Jesus has time for you.
Jesus has time for you, brothers and sisters. Jesus knows your situation. And I want you to know that this morning, if you will put that situation or that circumstance up before Jesus, Jesus is going to heal somebody's heart this morning. You see, Jesus wants to relieve you of that heavy burden. Some of you are walking around here with things on your heart, and you think nobody knows. I'm here to tell you this morning, it's your morning this morning. Jesus has time for you this morning. For you in your particular situation, whatever your problem is this morning, I'm here to tell you, that Jesus has time for you. It's your time. It's time for you this morning. Jesus brothers and sisters, everything in God begins with his original intention. I don't have anybody to post. Oh, yeah, I do. I'm sorry. I, I just went flipping it. Okay. Everything in Christ begins with God's original intention. I need you to get this. I really need you to get this. And I might ask somebody to tell me what I just said to you because God's going to heal somebody this morning. God's going to do a, a real deep healing for you this morning. You see, if you can understand this right here, you and I, idea, in God's mind, before we ever receive our physical body. So then, if in fact this is true, and it is, we can say that before we are born, we are already And we have already been given a unique purpose for being born by our creator, God. I'm going to say that again. Since you and I were a fully formed idea in God's mind, before we ever received our physical bodies, 
that being the case, we could say that before we are born, we already are, and we have already been given a purpose by our Creator God. Everything in God begins with God's original intention. In Mark, I mean in Matthew, in Matthew chapter 8, verse 7, Jesus said, I will come. So if you already were a part of God's original intention, then it is God's original intention to heal you today, June 25th, 2020. But this is a slight problem with some people. Some of you are not healed. Some of you keep getting healed and then losing your healing and then getting healed again and then losing it again. And the reason that happens is because you're not healed. You have not allowed the word of God and the spirit of God penetrate deep enough in that wound to heal you. And so what happens, you get like a, a scab and healed on top, but it never goes all the way down to the core, to the to the deep point where the root or the core can be healed and then the core that needs to be healed can come up through the middle and meet the top part that appears to be healed on the surface. If you can see things a little differently this morning and I hope I can get through this but I'm talking to somebody in particular. Hear me. If your wife is beside you and she needs a healing, wake her up. Tell her, you might want to listen to this. If your husband is beside you sleep, wake him up. And you know he needs a healing. Wake him up and tell him you might want to listen to this. You see, Some of us are older enough to have gone through this um, sexual revolution or whatever they called it, but it affected everybody. When everybody was loose and free with free sex, what what happened is Satan unloosed them sex demons, and some of the demons hit your parents. Some of them hit your grandparents. And some of you are the fruit of it. And the only thing that happened to you is you were just born. Born into it. Well, back there in the 60s and 70s and 80s, a lot of people 
they started pulling back a little bit in the late 80s, but 60s, 70s, early 80s, especially 60s and 70s. People were in the midst of a new age awakening or, quote, enlightenment. It was all false. And they were in the midst of a open sexual revolution. It was false, too. It taught people how to live with their sensual self and discard their Stuff, and all of it was intended to do that. But let me tell you what it caused. It caused a lot of people that are now in their 50s and 60s and 70s, even 80s, to do a lot of things a lot of, and live a lot of different lives that were immoral sexually impure. It opened up a lot of um, sexual revolutionary kind of thinking is the only way I could name it. But what it did, it caused a lot of young people to do things and live ways. You had Dr. Ruth running around here telling everybody to masturbate then she cared that every time you masturbate, you allow you allow Satan to cause a spirit to enter into you, and that spirit might be might have been one just floating through the airways. That spirit may have been one unloosed through witchcraft. No, but Doctor Ruth never told anybody that every time they masturbated, that um, uh, when they got to that point in the masturbation, that the demons was gonna come in them. So you can say, well, Erica, how can you validate that? I don't have to. The Bible say, he who lays with a harlot becomes as a harlot. So when you masturbate, you're masturbating with Satan and demons. Because God tell a man that a seed should not fall onto the ground useless. And he tells a woman not to do anything that um, that uh, is un-whatever un, un to her own body. But Dr. Ruth didn't tell people that. Dr. Ruth didn't tell people that that was a precursor to narcissism and hedonism and all that stuff. Not to mention sex demons. Not to mention incubus and succubus. Not to mention night terror and the mare demon. Not to mention any of those things because Dr. Ruth didn't care. Dr. Ruth was part of a, a movement by Satan to get people to love themselves selfishly and thereby negate um, God's what intent and God's purpose and God's plan. Because God said he gave um, Adam Eve to be a help me so that, uh, and God is the initiator of sex. So, I mean, the devil been working a long, long time in a lot, a lot of ways to a lot, a lot of people. But then the day comes when God's original intent is to be fulfilled, when God's original purpose is to come about. And God has already told us 
and he believed in holy matrimony. And 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 the hard part is that you might have had a woman and a man that was living crazy like that and have children. And the children born with them crazy demons to make them act like that. They ain't got to do nothing. They were just born. Well, how can that be, Erica? Simple. Surely you know about familiar spirits. Surely you know about unclean spirits. Surely you know about spirits of bondage. Surely you know about spirits of infirmity and sickness. So this stuff was set up for a long time ago by a old devil and old demons and by one old angel who fell. I'm not not teaching that at this moment. But that laid the groundwork for where, where I'm coming from and what I'm talking about. So a lot of people in 2000 period, since 2001, 1999, 1995, start coming to Christ. And deep down inside of them, they got a devil. Now, what does this have to do with anything you might be thinking? I'm talking about the accuser of the brethren. I'm talking about the same devil in the book of Job. The Job was only with him for material stuff. And if he took away that, then Job would curse him and uh, to his face. Well, God said, try him. God called him faithful and upright. Say, try him. Listen, some of you are being tried. You got to overcome your own past, things that you have spirits of shame and pride guiding you. The things you did were so terrible. You really cannot tell anybody else. You really can't tell anybody else when you experimented with uh, same sex, experimented with perversion, when you and your cousins experimented with each other, when you and your brother or your sister experimented with each other when your sister did vile things to you, when your brother did vile things or when you and your brother and your sisters did to each other. It doesn't matter. But what I'm telling you, <clears throat> you still got the shame and the guilt of it. And you got it. I showed it to me. And God said, it is time for you. You ain't got to fess up to, to no human being, but you need to fess up to him so he can heal you. So he can heal you. Sometimes 
when you didn't know if you were a man or a woman because your sex life was just perverse. So was everybody else's around you. God is not holding you guilty, but you are holding yourself guilty. You need to get healed. You need to get healed from that deep, deep place in your heart where you tried to keep it a secret because you knew if anybody found out that you already suffered with rejection, you already been rejected, and the last thing you wanted was another person to reject you, another person to point the finger at you. And you said, if they don't know about it, they can't accuse me. problem is you keep accusing yourself, and they know something's wrong, but nobody knows what it is. And you are so bound up with shame. You don't want anybody to know that it was your brother that sodomized you. It was your dad. Anybody. And the reason it's so difficult for you is because the person or persons who did this, you really loved them. And you, in a strange kind of way, you don't know what love is. Because your first experience with love was lust. And you wondered where all those lust spirits came from. You wondered why you got to be this old and can't be free. You wondered where some of that sickness, what is some of that sickness holding on to in your body? Those familiar spirits? That's what they hold to. And Jesus can't heal you because you're lying to yourself about it. Now, some of it, you you don't even know. You can be bound by spirits that you don't, but you know something is wrong. You know that you don't seem to have the same joy as everybody else. You don't seem to have the same peace. And worse than that, you get mad. <laughs> you get mad when you see other people getting free around you. But you ain't got it. And so who you get mad with? You get mad with God and you get mad with the people that's being free and you get angry when people are so joyful and happy because you got it. And I'm here to tell you this morning, you're not going to get it because this is, is hidden only to you, only to you because the devil deceiving you in your own mind and he's thinking and he's got you thinking that nobody knows about this stuff but you. I'm here to tell you something. God knows, and he loves you anyway. And the only reason he, he wants you to openly confess it to him is so that you can get free. So that you can be free. And that area that those demons are guarding over can be shoved, kicked, and cast out the way. 
and total healing can come to you. You see, Jesus knows what your uncle did. Jesus knows what your aunt did. Jesus knows what your daddy did. And Jesus knows what your mom did. And all Jesus wants you to know and, and understand is that he knows and he is standing by you. He protected you. He guarded you from the works of the devil having complete devastation in your life. But now the thing that he wants you to know is he wants you to come to him honestly and openly to him and that gives him the, 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 the liberty on earth to free you from that bondage which was initiated through some demons from the airway. It didn't come from no demons in hell. Demons ain't in hell. Then the airways, following the prince of the power of the air's direction. And I'm here to tell you something this morning. Jesus has time for you. So I've been I've been pondering this thing. How do I get how do I get God's people? How God? How? What is it? And and he's been telling me about his original intent. He told me to tell you this morning, he has time for you today, right now. Will you allow him? To go, it's gonna be it's gonna be painful. Yeah, it's gonna hurt because it's a fake scab off of that wound. But all the way down to the bottom is open and sore and poisoning you where in, in, in your body on the inside. And every time another demon wants to attack you, all it has to do is go right there to that place. And when and when you when you open up and then you let God come in and then God takes away the pain and everything, those demons, because they're there, because they never have come out, because you won't let them, they let you have peace for a while. They'll let you have peace for a little while. And sometimes they'll let you have peace for a long while. But the, but the closer you get to God, the closer you get to the light, the closer you get to the glory, they say, ah, uh, can't let this happen. I've been living in this womb. I've been living in this sore. That ain't going to happen. I'm going to open you up again. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to bring some more of my, my relatives in here with me. If you let that pain hurt one last time, if you open yourself up, if you trust God enough, he can heal that wound. He can deliver you of that shame and embarrassment which allows those demons to come in and manifest or reveal themselves. They're there. 
they are there. And like I talked to two guys. I talked to two guys last night. Young millennials. And they told me, they said, I'm a virgin. I said, praise God. I always ask people that. If they're young, have, have you have, have you kept yourself pure? And they said, yeah, I'm a virgin. I ain't never had sex with a woman. Holy Spirit, they now ask him the other question. I said, the other question? I said, yeah. I said, well, have you ever had sex with a man? They went cold silent on me. I said, what kind of fool do you think the Holy Ghost is? You've been running around here having all kind of oral sex and uh, uh, so- uh, committing sodomy, and you think you're going to stand before a holy God and say you're a virgin? I said, you're a virgin lie. That's what you are. I said, but one thing for sure. You might lie to me, but you cannot lie to God. They really genuinely believed they were virgins. When we got through repeating, note I said we. Because I always always understand. Just as they are, I am. And they're just as they are, I would be, and maybe worse, had it not been for the grace and the goodness of God. Had been taught by the pastor that this was okay. Why? Why would the pastor teach them that this was okay and that when they got married to a woman, they would still be virgins? Why? Why would somebody tell somebody those lies? You know why? Because holiness don't mean nothing to them. And if holiness doesn't mean anything to them, I ask them, can you call your pastor? I need to talk to him. And they did. And you know what I found out before he hung up on me? He was a hireling, and I told him. And he said, you're just a crazy old lady. I said, but I'm going to heaven, and you're going to burn. I said, not only are you going to burn, in hell. I said, you're burning right now. Catch you. Because I went to his website and I looked at him, dried up, shriveled up. I said, you dying right now. You're a dead man walking. You need to repent and come be delivered. And then I began to think about this thing. And those guys told me. I said, how long were you in that um, I didn't call it a church. I didn't know what to call it. 
I just said ministry, synagogue of Satan. They had been in that synagogue of Satan. Now, they both in their 20s. Mama was pregnant there. I said, how much sickness and disease do you have in that church? How many people got diabetes? How many people walk around on water? And y'all pray for healing, huh? Sick. Half the church full of disease. And I said, God, isn't there anybody in the church can see? And the Lord said, you can't see past what you're in agreement with. You can see up to that point, but you can't see beyond it. So those young guys are coming here next week. Like I told them, I, I'm not going to minister to you over no phone. You need an exorcism. They done run around all over the place getting prayer and seeking help. Uh-uh, I said, you need an exorcism. Because I don't know, I don't know what a stronghold Satan has in you. I said, but for sure. And you know what that young man told me? He was boo-hoo crying, said, I have led myself over 100 people to that church. I said, well, you didn't lead them to the church. I said, hopefully, led them to Jesus. And maybe Jesus will use you for redemption. Maybe. There's a big work. If you're on the sideline this morning, and then I begin to think about, I begin to think about, Jesus said that he was the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Bible says every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of life in whom there is no variableness and no shadow of turning. And I don't know why, but my mind flipped back on the um, the memorial for the unborn. And and God began to show me because one of the young men that I was talking to last night said that his mother went to abort him. And when she went to abort him, the abortion didn't didn't do whatever the abortion was supposed to do. If, if something went wrong and that when the abortion didn't do whatever it was supposed to do, his mother 
got up. She had already paid the abortion. She got up and went out of the abortion, bleeding, and went to the hospital. He was born. He was born. And so I said, okay, God, what does that mean? God said, what I want to show you now in this is that abortion is a sin always than one. I said, yeah, okay. He said that if the abortion would have uh, taken, he said, it not only would have been a sin because it took a human life, but he said, but it also would have been a sin because abortion is an attack on divine purpose. And divine purpose can be aborted in more ways than one. No matter how many weeks or months, he, who you just talked to, is a person. And that person you just talked to has a life. And I created that person with a purpose. And that nobody has the right. Are you hearing me? You got to live some of this stuff to really understand it. Nobody has the right, brothers and sisters, to shorten or bring to extinction my divine purpose. Nobody has that right to cut off my divine purpose, to shorten or try to diminish my divine purpose. I want you to understand. I want you to really understand, Erica, a boy. And put this in the chat room. This is what God allowed me to understand. God's divine purpose in your life gives significance. And once you follow God's purpose, it's significant because it's significant, you begin to make the difference. You become the difference. So I said, thank you. I, I got it. I got it. You see, the Lord wanted me to understand that without purpose is why so many young people the age of the men on soccer to and younger commit suicide. Because without purpose, brothers and sisters, like this guy got in a little trouble here, 
But God is going to fix that. God is going to heal that. And God was telling me, I want you to begin to see healing in a different way. He said, I heal everything, everybody. There's nothing I can't heal. You know what? This hit me. He said, you know, Erica, you didn't know how to properly value your life. But salvation saved it, and it wasn't wasted. He said, the reason why so many people are unhappy, dissatisfied, unfocused, is because they do not know how to properly value their own life. I thought I was just giving mine away. He said, and in that is great value to me. It is so important. That's why I'm so happy about these young men. They're young. And that's why I pushed them. I did. I would not let them rest. When they came here to Dalton, I said, What's what's stopping you from going? Ain't nothing here for you in Dalton. I said, You're supposed to be going to Texas. So, what's the hold up? I wouldn't even let them come in the door. This ain't Texas. This is Georgia. You, 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 the, the one down in Georgia. I said the one that came here, <laughs> and that had just driven about um, almost sixteen house to get here. I said, you go get you a hotel room. You're not coming in here. Because this was not their purpose. This was not God's. They were working the plan. But you see, God knew I wasn't going to let them rest here. And the next morning, they were on their way to Texas. That's why he said Had had the truck. They had booked the truck to come here. Uh Uh-uh. No. But you see, they knew, they know me by the love of God in me. And their love for me, and and, and most importantly, their love for God, I was not going to tell them anything that would oppose God or cause them not to be blessed. Because I knew their real blessing was not here. Their blessing for me was to uh, uh, help them get to the blessing, get to the place of the blessing. Because, brothers and sisters, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, says to every there is a season a time for every purpose. You see that? Under the heaven. 
under the heaven would be on earth. To everything, everything it says. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose. A time for every purpose. And like I said, the word of God says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But then talking about God, hallelujah, it says, every good gift and every perfect gift coming down. Can you post this in the chat room? Your circumstances do not control God. Your circumstances do not control God. But your faith moves God. I got to remind this person that I'm talking to. Jesus is your healer. And Jesus wants to heal you this morning. Because this morning, Jesus has designated time just for you. Why? Long talk, I know you won't be able to hear this song, but I'm going to talk over it. Because this person that I'm talking to has to hear this. Maybe maybe they're on speaker. Maybe they're riding in their car. Long talk will be working right real soon. But that, that isn't even, you see? Circumstances don't control God. He, he didn't stop giving me my over it. Work through it. I trust him. Jesus wants to heal you today. Jesus has time for you. has time for you today. We take him off his offer. Will you allow him to help you today? That womb is deep. You can't keep going in and out and up and down. You need for Jesus to heal you. Everywhere you hurt. He's available for you today. It's for you. Jesus, your perfect gift today. He wants to 
You just have one problem. You forgot about God's, God had an original intent for your life from the very beginning. And all this stuff that was in the middle, God was watching it because he knew one day, one day, meet his son. And when that day came, you were going to come to him. You see, Jesus already knew that what you have done or what you did was not going to stand. Spirits were not going to have the ability for all your life. Because Jesus knew that he was coming as your redeemer. And Jesus knew that when he came, you, brothers and sisters, were going to have been turned away from all that and turned to your redeemer. So what I'm telling you, that centurion was a very strong man. He was a soldier. He led, I guess, I think maybe up with a thousand men or so. He's a writer, but in his heart, he had touched Jesus, and Jesus had touched him, just like you, whoever you are. Whoever you are, the Lord has me on here this morning appealing to you, appealing to you to go beyond that scale, go open that womb, because your Redeemer, your Redeemer wants to heal you down in the core of that sore, of that wound. And then you don't have to be angry anymore. You don't have to walk around with that million-pound weight on your shoulders anymore. Your Redeemer wants to reach you today. The question is, are you going to let him? Or, or once again, are you going to get off this deadline without getting what you need? Remember, that centurion, he was a hardened soldier. Experienced in battle. He was responsible for hundreds of soldiers. He was a disciplinarian. And he 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 had men's lives and death in his command. Just like that other guy. Remember him? Cornelius. He was another centurion. But he was considered a convert to Judaism. He worshipped God and he followed the law of Moses. But the centurion we talk about right here, he wasn't like that. Most probably. 
He was a representative of the oppressive Roman government. He imposed military might. But he was a believer in his heart. You have too much weight around your heart. This centurion, he wasn't so hardened and callous towards humanity. He didn't care. He cared deeply. So much so that he didn't want his servant, not his fellow soldier, his servant to die. It is time brothers and sisters, for you to get rid of, you to dump that heavy weight that's deep down in your heart because you felt you couldn't tell anybody. I'm telling you today, Jesus knows. He's always known. And he cares about you. He loves you. So since he already knows, would you consider, I'm just asking you if you would consider, taking a few minutes and confessing that stuff to him so you can get rid of it today. Remember I told you all about it? Jesus knows. But you got to do it. God cares about you. While I play this song for you, why don't you quietly in your heart just confess it. Confess it to Jesus so that we can move on, so that you can move on into freedom, into God's original intent into God's original purpose for your life.
Jesus has time for you. 
he has time for you this morning. Now, you already told him all about it. You told him, you asked him to forgive you for thinking, you know, that you were big enough to carry this thing around all this time. Now, I want you to prepare for your healing, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to put yourself in the hands of the healer right now. Place yourself in Jesus' hands. Give Jesus back all that responsibility that you took on when the only thing, really, you were a victim of Satan, if you can comprehend that. Put yourself in the hands of the healer and prepare to be healed. One, two.
word, Jesus. You said in your word. And I believe this morning. Father God, help the unbelief. Any person listening to me this morning. Holy Spirit, I thank you. Spirit to spirit, I minister to them this morning. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Spirit to spirit, thank you, God. I'm asking you to deliver this morning. I'm asking you to lift every heavy weight of bondage. And I bind every spirit that operates in a reoccurring manner. I bind up those reoccurring spirits. I bind up the spirit of disease and infirmity this morning. I bind up every demon of any type of mind, domination, manipulation, or control. I bind up the spirit of witchcraft this morning. I bind up idolatry this morning in the name of Jesus. And I bind up household familiar spirits of idolatry. I bind you. I bind up generationally inherited sickness, disease, and infirmity this morning. In the name of Jesus, I command you, get out the ears. Go! Get out the ears. Go! Deaf and dumb. Go! Dumb and deaf. Get out the ears. Go! In the name of Jesus Christ, loose those ears right now. Get out the ears. Go! In the name of Jesus. Loose the ears all the way out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you this morning that you are loosening those ears and that they were here. Oh, God, I thank you that you're healing and delivering from deaf and dumb and dumb and deaf. Go! Get out. I bring the spirit of the mute, of muteness. Go! Out the ears this morning. I thank you, Father. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Uh, thank you, God. And I thank you for healing eyes. Eyes are being healed. Go! That they had to look upon those things you heal in the eyes. All the way out the eyes. I break and destroy the power of um, natural blindness. And I break and destroy the power of spiritual blindness. Go! Loose the eyes this morning. In the name of Jesus. That's right. All the way out. All the way out of the eyes. Uh, the pupils, the retinas. Thank you, God, you're healing those eyes this morning. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that, you, that, that, that ooh, thank you. That, uh, your time with this person is now. And I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you're healing, what is this? The neck, somebody's neck. Um, ah, we break that, um, you got something around your neck. That is not of God. You need to take it off so you can be healed. It's, it's like a it's like a necklace, but it's more. Like, it's really a, a, a amulet. And if you're a witch on here and you keep it on, I pray God it just burns. 
I pray God it burns and its original intent be burned up with it. Thank you, God, for deliverance this morning. Uh, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you killed somebody's um, stomach. Yeah, their stomach. Their stomach is being healed. And somebody else, um, I command all that witchcraft, get out your fingers. Go! Get out the fingers. Go! Get out the fingers. Get out the fingers. Get out the fingers. Uh, go, go, go. I thank you that you're delivering right now from the spirit of pornography in the mind, in the fingers, and in the um, in the uh, private parts. Go. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. There's a fissure, F-I-S-S-U-R-E, in the brain. You have a fissure in your brain, and nobody knows it's there. But the fissure, God is healing it, mending it back together um, by by his power and for his glory so that his original intent can, um, can be performed in your life. I thank you for it, God. Now, um, if somebody else, there's a, um, there's a something that's in the bend. God is bringing the power of the cross to your knees. To your knees in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and you shouldn't even have had the knee problem, but <clears throat> but you had the knee problem because you did not want to bend your knees to God. The minute you get down on your knees and begin to pray, you won't have a knee problem again because you have since that time, like now, you have uh, the Holy Spirit say, uh, you have. Uh, you have um, rendered your heart to God, and somebody else, it's like a it's like a fake eyelash coming off your eyelid, and you're gonna be able to see it. Um, it, it, it it's on your eyelids right now, and um, somebody else, um, it's like you are the the the, the God is opening up the the. Um, the prison door, because the prison door had a belt around it, and the belt was a fancy. Um, I, I like belts myself, and so this belt, it, it, it's a, it has a beautiful buckle, and God is telling me to tell you that that, that belt is being replaced with uh, the belt uh, of truth, the belt of truth, the belt of truth. It's being placed around you, and the, the truth is setting you free. So, um, you 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 exchange the belt of the lie, even although it was shiny and it was beautiful. But this belt, this belt, this belt could never be purchased with money. It could never be purchased with money, and God says. Come into the light, because 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 it could never have been bought with money, but it was bought with His blood for you. You changing belt buckles today. You changing belt buckles today. And you taking on the belt of truth, the belt of truth, and um, you you you'll know. 
whoever this is, you will know because um, you went to a bridge one time and you, you looked down and you, you saw Jesus come up to you. It was in a vision. It was in a vision. But you considered yourself so unworthy. But Jesus is coming back. It's your time. Jesus is the time for you this morning. It's your time. And he wants you to look, look, look even now. Look upon him even now. Because you're right there. You've been there. You've been holding on to his feet. You've been holding on to his feet. Time for you to walk out in them new shoes. In the new shoes. I see the new shoes. Look like they're beige. Or white. They're light. They're real light. But God said you ain't never like no platform shoes. He got you in, in some platform shoes. Why? Because uh, somebody, you, you'll look down in a minute and all the swelling is going down out your legs and your feet. It's going down now. And they're going to be, yeah, normal size. You'll even be able to put on some tennis shoes. Your desire is to, is to put on some um, ni- a nice pair of athletic shoes. God say, go for some white. Because your feet are okay. Somebody else, your throat. Jesus has time for your throat this morning to heal your throat. If you'll let him, that, that thing, uh, thank you, God, for redu- Thank you, God, for healing that throat. I don't know what it was in the throat. I can't say, but I just know that the lump is gone in your throat. It's gone. The lump is gone in your throat. God has time for you. Jesus has time for you. He has time for you. Somebody else, he has time. He just he just healed your hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids? Mm-hmm. Hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids, they call them in the Bible. Uh, thank you. Somebody else, um, God is healing you by. I don't know. I don't know, but it's a chair. He he just righted the chair. The chair was upside down. Uh, that's because you've been suffering with um, like like vertigo, vertigo. Like vertigo, it's over. No more, no more whirling around with that vertigo. If you stand up, you you'll see you can stand up straight. No more, no more vertigo. No more um, being off balance. Oh boy, what is this? Yeah, somebody else. Um, thank you, Jesus. You have time for their neck and the back of their head. And that burning, that person is experiencing that burning, that burning, that burning, that burning is going away. That was pure witchcraft. That was witchcraft. But you know what? Jesus said, you ain't going to burn no more. You're going to shine. You're going to shine. Thank you, Lord. And, and somebody else, you have, Jesus has time for your nerves. Your nerves. Nerves study and 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 Jesus has time for that fear too. Fear. Jesus has time for that. 
because the fear came from the stuff that happened to you when you were really young and and, and you tried to hide it and you know, the shame of it and everything. And as that shame goes, somebody else, um, Jesus has time to increase your metabolism. So you're not going to be tired after, after you just gave him all that stuff. So every spirit that opposes Christ, go right now. Go right now. That that person that um, it's like a dark shadow in your head and Slender Man be tracking you. You be seeing all them old black shadows darting here, darting there. Uh, Jesus got time for you today. And, and go! Commands them to go. To go. Bound and in chains. And those of you that have been experiencing failure after failure after failure, he's taking you to the mountaintop. If you keep your eyes and your focus on him, if you follow his steps, you can't help but win and be successful because Jesus blesses you this morning. Jesus blesses you this morning. That's what I came to tell you. Receive it. Receive the blessings from Jesus this morning. Spirit to spirit. Thank you, God. Spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit, I'm ministering to you this morning. Spirit to spirit. Somebody, God is stretching you, stretching you. That's God. Don't worry about what you're feeling. That's the Holy Spirit stretching you. You're being stretched. Stretched! Being stretched. Hallelujah. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a God thing. Now, Father God, I close. I finished my part. I finished my part. I thank you this morning. Thank you this morning. I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning. That we had an opportunity to sup with you this morning. And that you had time for us. I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning. Thank you that they let it go. They let it go. I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning. I thank you. Oh God, once again, we come into your presence with expectancy in our hearts. God, we know you're going to bless us. So we lift our hands in the sanctuary and we give you glory and honor and praise. Come on, come on.
Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.